Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectabet and I'm joined as ever by Greg for a look ahead to this weekend's betting action in Scotland. How's things, Greg? Yeah, doing well, thank you. Just hoping we can avoid an influx of red cards that seem to have haunted us over the last week or so. Yeah, what's happened there? Do you know what? We don't tend to get many cards, red cards affecting our games, but since last Wednesday night, I think, the Benfica, I think we had five matches, all separate games, where we had a red card in the match that's really impacted the end result. So we've had a really good season so far, but the last week's been really disappointing. So I'm hoping that's the bad week out of the way and we can get back on track this week. Yeah, finish the month strongly. Um, we were hoping to have Div on the podcast with us from Pine Bothell, but he couldn't make it a late call-off, unfortunately. So it's just yours truly this week, Greg? It is indeed. Um, maybe Div's reliving last night's 4-2 defeat to um, Tebbs. Or he's, yeah. still looking at, he's still looking at the league table. Um, <laughs> amazed that it's in our second He's probably forgot what a defeat feels like <laughs> <laughs> uh, So anyway, uh, hopefully we'll get Div back on the podcast pretty soon um, Again, full card this weekend Not just a full card, but six Premiership games on, on Saturday Greg, I've seen, uh, I think none of the top flight games are on national television Which I've seen quite a bit of Anger, I suppose, on Twitter that you know no other league in the the Europe would have a situation yes. like this, uh, which is fair enough. We're just so bad at selling their own game. However, however, you can watch Stirling Albion v Coventry Rangers at half five on Saturday night on Oof. BBC iPlayer. So not to be missed. There you go. That's your your weekend fix of <laughs> Scottish football on TV if if you're missing it. Just uh, on last week, um, obviously wasn't the best of weeks, but David Weatherston had a great week. On the podcast, I think he had a full house of winners. He had the Fairland to win. Uh, he had Connors at Hearts, Connor for Hearts, sorry, and he had a really nice over 2.5 goals double. So well done to David. Yeah, that's why we get these guys on the podcast. Yeah, it is. Obviously, we don't do it for the sake of it. Everyone that comes on the podcast has got something to add and got value to add. So uh, great to see him with a full house last week. Absolutely. Uh, as I say, we've got a full card in Scotland, so let's get cracking. Um, Action kicks off at Fir Park on Saturday, 12.30. Celtic are the visitors. Celtic still, obviously, top of the league. A really good win for them last week at Livingston, despite the fact it went down to 10 men at a ground that they've sometimes struggled at in the, in the past. Another tough game for them this weekend, I guess, at uh, Motherwell. Steve Kettlewell's been pretty pleased with his performances, Greg. Um, probably count themselves unlucky to go down 1-0 at Ibrox last weekend. Yeah, I think so. I think they competed really well, Motherwell. Uh, so become a thing we thought they would. Obviously, Rangers came out on top, but far convincing from them. But I think Motherwell, after six games, can be very happy to be sitting on ten points after six matches, sitting fourth, and eight points clear of bottom place at Johnson. So I think teams at this stage of the season, like Motherwell, another six bottom six sides, will be looking at the league table, going, you know what, been a really good start, and we're well clear of safety. Yeah, and I think I was looking at Motherwell's fixtures. I think after this weekend, four of the next five games are against teams that are in the bottom six. So a real opportunity for them to put a wee bit of distance between themselves. And I guess they probably wouldn't appreciate it's talking about them being at the bottom of the table, but certainly making a strong case for themselves in that top six position. Yeah, and their home form will be have a lot to say about that. Obviously, disappointing they lost last time out at home against St Mirren. Their home record has been really good, but. You'd expect them to give Celtic a game here. I'm really loath to get involved in this match after mm. what happened last weekend at Livingston. Obviously, Joe Hart, a rush of the blood to the head, must have been bored 
and just wanted to touch the ball, I think, and got nowhere near the ball, wiped the man out. But there are opportunities in this match, I think, looking at, obviously, um, Motherwell cards. And I spoke a lot about cards last weekend. I think you laughed at some of my suggestions. As if, as, a, as, <laughs> as if I would. And I said Livingston was a great price to get to against Celtic at 2-5, to five, and they got 5. Yeah, came, and I think, came late, I think, though, didn't they? Maybe there was yeah, a flurry, I think. One before half time, I think two quite early in the second half. And same with Ross County at Aberdeen. They were two to five as well to hit two cards and they got four. This looks like similar ilk to this match. To those matches, sorry. Four to nine for two Motherwell cards. And Celtic to get three corners. So that pays five to four that double. And sure. very tempted, but I'm probably gonna leave it alone. I'm sure you're saying that in full knowledge of who the referee is. Who is the referee? <laughs> William Collum. William. However, however, he's not well, as bad as we make no, out, is he? He's not. So that, just looking at his stats this season, he's only shown seven cards in three games in the Premier League Premiership so far this season, which is quite unwilly column like. But he can't stay out the headlines. He was in headlines <laughs> last night again for a contentious decision, I suppose, uh, in the Livingston game at Ibrox last night. So even though he's not uh, not dishing out cards or pointing to the spot, he still can't stay out the headlines. Controversy follows him. Absolutely. <laughs> he's uh, maturing as he gets older. Yeah. Like, oh, but he understands it's not all about him. <laughs> Maybe either that or it's just about to blow up. <laughs> He's due one. So, um, yeah, Celtic are 3-10 to 10 to win this one. Motherwell 17-2. Yeah. to two. Uh, As you say, probably a, quite a difficult one to find an angle on. I kind of pushed the angle of Livingston maybe limiting Celtic to a one-goal victory last weekend. Um, and I think you guys quite, put, quite rightly pushed back and said, as well, if Celtic get one, they can easily get two or three, and that's what happened. Yeah, Celtic played really well last week for having 10 men for, what, over an hour of play yeah. um, to grab another couple of goals and what turned out to be a pretty comfortable win in the end. Livingston will be very disappointed with that showing. Yeah. So, crumbled really against 10 men at home. I saw, some, I saw someone say at Livingston were so bad in the second half that Joe Hart didn't have a save to make. <laughs> well, you could have put a traffic code in the goals uh, and that's how close um, yeah. Livingston would have got. But you'd imagine Celtic will come into this in, in similar form I'd imagine. Does that mean Scott Bain starts tomorrow? Scott Bain starts, yes, and that will be interesting. You know, do you know what, he was trying to play from the back again last week, wasn't he? And he should he just shut away a goal. shouldn't he? I mean, yeah, he was dilly-dallying in his 15-yard yard spot and lost the ball, and I think um, it was a new place that scored, to be fair, or at least yeah. hit the target, but yeah, I'm interested to see how he gets on Saturday. Yeah, I think the instructions from Brendan Rodgers will be just <laughs> if in doubt, get it out. The old man. But it's a tough game to call this one. Celtic to get three, well, Celtic to get four first half corners is six to four. Mm-hmm. Now they would yeah. have done that on Saturday hadn't they got a man sent off after half an hour. So yeah, yeah, that's an angle as as is the other goal cards. Uh, Forty nine to get two and eleven to eight to get three, and I think they'll fit two or more cards in five of the last six games at home against Celtic. So we'd fully expect two mother cards in this game as well. So yeah. food for thought. Yeah, yeah, definitely an angle worth looking at when the, the cards market. Uh, next up we've got Hibernian at home to Dundee. They've made a really good start under Nick Montgomery, haven't they? They're now unbeaten in four, albeit I think he's been in charge of three of those. Uh, and obviously now we get a chance of a cup final appearance in December. Yeah, it's been good. Really solid for Nick Montgomery. Uh, a 2-2 draw at Kilmarnock that you argue they should have won being 2-0 up. Uh, a very comfortable 2-0 victory, as we said last week it would be against the uh, Toothless and Johnston. And a great result last night against yeah. Aaron. 
coming yep. back from 1-0 down, uh, two quick fire second half goals, we're pegged back again. But scoring goals, Hibs, and it's pretty much the story of their season so far. I think they've scored two or more goals now in 10 of their 12 games, which is great going. But when you only keep two clean sheets at those 12 games, yeah. you, you are having to score two or three goals a match. Dundee, more than capable of going to Easter Road and scoring. Now, it's quiz time, Paul. You know I love a quiz. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, first of all, let's talk about Dundee's record against Hibs. It's awful. Two wins in 20. They're winless in the last 15 games. And you have to go back to 26th of October, 2001. You were a young lad when um, Dundee Jeez. last won at Easter Road. So 22 years ago. So try and cash your mind back to the to the sides at that time. It was a two-one win for Dundee. Who scored the goals? Oh, I'm, the opportunities. Is, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm guessing. Is it, when are we talking? 2001. 2001. So I'm going to go Kenija. No, that was a bit later on, I think. A bit earlier than that. Before Canadia, play, play for Rangers. Rangers. Play for Rangers after Dundee. Billy Dodds. No, Gavin Ray. Oh, Gavin never, Ray scored. Was never and that. for Hibs, he then became a manager. I think for Hibs, I think. And Dunfermline. Crawford, Steve Crawford. No. No, Craig Brewster. Oh, Big Brewster. That's how long ago it was. So Dundee's record at Hibs is abysmal. Now, can, I do, can I just say I think your clues could have been a whole lot better. What? I thought they were very good, very good clues. <laughs> if you'd have said oh, that, oh. if you say, if you'd have said he scored the winning goal in the Scottish Cup final for Dundee United, oh, that'd be far up. too easy. You're, you're better than that. You're much better than I'm, that. I'm obviously not. <laughs> now, obviously, a, a podcast trope: don't back Hibs at odds on at home. Obviously, we didn't listen to that last week. We were fully behind Hibs, uh, getting three points last week. Now they're four to five at home to Dundee. As you say, really good start from Nick Montgomery. Two wins and a draw, scoring goals. I think a four to five. I don't think it's the worst price. I think Boyle is starting to tick on now. Venti yeah. scored nine nine goals between Venti and Boyle so far this season. Scoring goals for fun. I, I think the Hibs win is very attractive. But if you do Hibs to win and score two, now there's every chance to win this match. Hibs are going to have to score at least twice because I, I do think there's a chance Dundee will grab a goal here. Yeah. So Hibs to win and Hibs to score two goals pays 21 to 20. And it's one of those bets where you can't argue against it. There's nobody in the land that can make a case against it. And it's one of those bets where you're sitting at quarter to five on Saturday going, oh my goodness, see no Hibs. Why wasn't it on that? So I think it's a very, very obvious um, selection this weekend. But I think it's got a great chance of landing. Yeah, and just to back up that goals angle, I think I've probably backed goals in most games that Hibs have been in uh, this season so far, over two and a half is eight to eleven. I was counting back. How many goals do you think have been scored in thirteen Hibs games this season? Forty-eight. Fifty-nine. Fifty-nine. There you go. They've scored twenty-nine and conceded thirty, <laughs> which is just bonkers. Um, so yeah, definitely a goals angle. Uh, and yeah, pleased to see you back in Hibs. Uh, those kind of prices, but obviously managing to find some. I think some Dundee helps as well. Value. Dundee, I say with Dundee, they've had an okay start. It's been okay. Yeah, they've, which is which is fine. They probably are. Yeah. We you'd expect them to be. Yeah. After yeah. six games, they've got a win on the board. They got a last minute goal last week to show character at home to Kilmarnock. They'll make life difficult for for Hibs on Saturday, but Hibs are in form. There's a bit of momentum behind Hibs as well. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. I think you have to back them. 
Yeah, agreed. Okay, we'll recap the bets at the end of the podcast. Let's have a look at Kilmarnock v St Mirren, unbeaten. St Mirren, one of only two teams in the Premiership, still to taste defeat in the league. Obviously knocked out the cup last night at Hibernian. Uh, Kelly, they'll feel they dropped to two points last week, Greg, um, away to Dundee. And it's just kind of adding to that poor away record that they had last season. Yeah, just one away win, uh, away from home. For, obviously for Kilmarnock last season St Mirren obviously aren't much better away from home saying that though they beat Motherwell last time out I think Motherwell did have quite a few injuries um, two weeks ago this is simply for me is a no bet obviously we're singing Kilmarnock's praises at the start of the season yeah. great start beating Rangers beating Celtic drawing my hearts since then though five games they a win three defeats two draws and out the cup so it's funny how football can change pretty quickly yeah. I wouldn't say um, Derek McInnes is under any sort of pressure at all but I think Kilmarnock fans were pretty disappointed with the late goal they lost against Hearts midweek in the Cup um, a lot of people saying that's down to McInnes' tactics but possibly you know what fans are like very fickle human beings football fans and it may have nothing to do with his um, tactics in the end maybe a lack of concentration from Kilmarnock defensively St Mirren I said to Div at the start of the week this could turn out to be a horrible week for Kilmar- for Sitman. They could knock out by Hibs and they could lose to Kilmarnock. And that just totally takes the spin off what's been a good season so far for them. And, and it has been a good season for Sitman. Let's not oh, deny that. Yeah. Best start in 75 years, I believe. A really tough game, this one. I don't think anybody out there can call this game. And I don't think there's any angle um, for me in this match. And I would advise anyone else just to leave it alone. Yeah, I mean, there'll be a lot of people tempted into that 21-10 on St Mirren, Greg, especially given the start that they've had. Kelly, as you say, maybe not in the best of form, but as they've pointed out to us, St Mirren failed to score, never mind win, against Kilmarnock last season. <laughs> well, there is that. Um, and Kilmarnock's home form recently hasn't been great. No. So you could back, you could back a draw, but I think there's <laughs> enough going on this weekend not to get too... Um, too caught up in this match. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. Uh, we've got Rangers v Aberdeen and on the face of it, Greg, since defeat to Celtic, it's been four wins for Rangers, zero goals conceded, but fans are still not particularly happy uh, with what they're seeing under Michael Beale, are they? No, they're not. I think last night might have helped a little bit. Uh, a really comprehensive victory against Livingston, albeit aided by a really early goal. And if you go to Ibrox or Celtic Park and lose an early goal like that, you don't come back. Yeah. You don't let it come back and get a result. And I think Davey Martin will be pretty disappointed um, with how that kind of panned out, that first goal. However, winning games, but they're not winning games convincingly, are they? They're not no. scoring that many goals. I think they're not good off last weekend against Motherwell, probably. Apparently so, yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, conceding goal, not conceding many goals, not scoring many goals, getting the job done. I think that Real Betis win last week was a big boost. It was, yeah. In yeah. Europe. And he really needed that big result yeah. in a big match. This is a big match. Really looking forward to it. I think Aberdeen, it's been a great week for them. And in Scotland, there's a football song and it goes, can we play you every week? And that is the <laughs> song that Aberdeen fans will be singing to Ross County. They played them on Sunday, beat them 4-0, which I think was quite unexpected. And they've then played them again um, on last night, sorry, in the Cup uh, and won 2-1, albeit against 10 men who I think was an early sending off for Ross County. But a really good week for Barry Robson. He really needed that. Takes the, pl- the pressure right off of him now, for a- at least in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the record at Ibrox is disgraceful. Really, really poor. Yeah, so, I had to be a look 
I think I think the last win there in the league was in 2018. I scored McKenna goal one of them, but I think they won there in the cup. Um, yeah, there's been a couple, couple of wins cup, over the last 40 but, years, yeah, but across the piece, it's, 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 it's not, not many. Been great. No. And Rangers short frame is at one to four. It's sadly a free hit for Aberdeen, but they'll be hoping they can go there and obviously keep things tight. Aberdeen corners obviously is an angle we've looked at this season, and it's been pretty decent for us. They, they thankfully grabbed a couple of late corners at home to Ross County last week to bring the bet boulder in. But I think for me here, we backed them last season at really good prices at Ibrox, and I think they landed both times. They're 8-11 to to hit three, which is a little bit short, but they're 13-8 to to hit four corners. Mm-hmm. Now, they're hitting corners really regularly this season, Aberdeen, and I think they're 13-8 and hit four. It's really good. I think Livingston hit three last night. It may have been only two or three, but Rangers are conceding corners at home. Uh, I just think with that, two wins under the belt this week, Aberdeen, but a confidence coming into this game and 13 to 8 to hit four corners looks really solid to me. Yeah, I think that win against Ross County was really important for Barry Robson, especially the nature of it. And by all accounts, they, they played really well. And uh, reading the reports, Miofsky and Duke looked as if they were back to the kind of forum that they showed through parts of last season, and that's really crucial for, for Robson and his side, isn't it? It really is. They're probably two of his biggest goal outlets, and if they're not playing well, Aberdeen are not scoring goals, so it's been a difficult season for them so far. Still sitting 11th, but a win under their belt, another trip to Hamden, which Aberdeen seem to do on a pretty regular basis for them. Yeah. And they play, is it Hibs? Yeah. Yeah, Hibs in the semi-final, so that'll be a, that'll be a cracking match. Yeah. But, They'll want to go here and put a show on. They won't want to be hammered or really have a really unconvincing performance. So, um, looking forward to this match. It should be good. Yeah, it should be good. I think there's been a wee bit of a nibble on Aberdeen. I've got in my notes they were eleven to one earlier today. They're now into nine to one. So, might have been a wee bit, of, wee bit of shortening there um, on Aberdeen. But yeah, it'll be an interesting one. Uh, and the corners might be the best angle um, from an Aberdeen perspective. Uh, next up, we've got Ross County v Hearts. Uh, Ross County, we kind of were singing their praises up until last week, but those two defeats against Aberdeen in the last week's probably dampened their spirits quite considerably. I would imagine um, Hearts' abysmal way record continued last week again. Greg, um, I'm not really sure where to start with this one. Well, I like to think we all save some people money by. But not going on about not backing Hearts away from home. I cannot believe a 23 to 20 to win this match. I think that's a ridiculously short price for a side who don't perform away from home. Stephen Naismith can be very thankful a 93rd minute winner went in for him on on Tuesday. That was a massive goal. We talk about Barry Robson. That was yeah. a massive goal for Stephen Naismith. He's not out of the woods yet either. No. I think had they lost that game on on Tuesday, he'd be a man under, under real pressure. What is fortunate is, as you say, Ross County has been a pretty dismal 10 days for Ross County. They drew one all at home to Livingston, which I, I think is a disappointing result for them at home. They've then been battered 4-0 from Aberdeen, who played in Europe on the, the Thursday night yep. away in Germany. Didn't lay a glove on them. And obviously they've lost the game last night in the Cup and out the Cup. So a pretty grim week for Ross County, which which is great to see. I'm obviously keen to see as many sides <laughs> start going in tour runs like Comarnock and Ross County for obvious yeah, reasons. You pretty much need them all to go in a <laughs> But Hearts' record against Ross County is tremendous. Ross County have only won twice in the last 26 matches. That's probably the, all the games have played in the history mm, of Ross County. Yeah, you have to go back 10 years since the last time 
Ross County beat Hearts. So that is definitely on Hearts' side, but you just can't back Hearts at 23-20. Far too short. I think 6-4 yeah. would be a fairer price here. Uh, Ross County, very competitive at home. You can see that last night. Down to 10 men after 14-15 minutes mm-hmm. and still gave Aberdeen a really good match yeah. at home. So I'd be expecting similar stuff on on Saturday. Ross County, they got five corners, is 10-11, but I think, again, this match is best left on. Yeah, um, I think there's been a few kind of grumblings about Naismith already amongst the heart support. They've got the Edinburgh Derby next weekend, Greg at home against Hibs. Currently, both teams are sitting on seven points. As we say, you probably expect Hibs to win at the weekend. So, yeah, pressure could start mounting pretty quickly. Oh, absolutely. There'll be absolute meltdown. If yeah. Hearts lose that derby match, there will be absolute meltdown from, yeah. from Hearts fans. Hearts have got a tremendous stadium. They've got great infrastructure now at the club. They've got a, they've still got a very decent decent team. And for me, I'm still baffled as to why Stephen Naismith's the manager there. I don't yeah. really understand. Uh, I think he could have moved or got a job possibly down the least to start off with. Mm-hmm. I just think the job is too big for him at the moment. Yeah. And yeah. one thing's for sure, there's not a chance he will be there come the end of the season. Not a chance at all. Yeah, I think we I think we said that in the anti post podcast, didn't we? Yeah, just... I'm not trying to get a guy out of his out of his out of his work and out of his job. I just don't think he's gonna last and I think the Hearts yeah. fans will see to that. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't it be the first? Okay, let's have a look at St. Johnson v. Livingston. When I spoke to you earlier today, I said I have no notes for this, and your two words back to me were hatchet men. Hatchet men of the league. Welcome to Madame Park. Um, <laughs> both these sides are leading the way in cards and in fills, and it's no surprise, really. Um, I did say at the start of the season, these two sides were my big bets to struggle, and that assessment so far looks spot on. St. Johnson 12th, Two points, and obviously we'll say it every week it's going to be a long slog, but we're not detached yet. We're only four points behind Livingston. Livingston's sitting in 10th, six points, four points ahead of us. Aberdeen, you'd imagine, will start shooting up the league a little bit more yeah. over the coming weeks and months. So, a big match. St. Johnston do not want to lose this game. If we lose this game, we go seven points behind Livingston, and I think the tide's slowly starting to turn on Stephen McLean from fans, I think, if we were to lose this match on Saturday. And I feel for Stephen McLean, but ultimately, results are everything. Yep. And to be bottom after seven games, seven points, essentially from safety, potentially. And without a win. And without a win, isn't great. And I really do feel for him, but yeah, the knives are out for Stephen McLean, especially if we lose this match. But... I wouldn't say Livingston have had a great season either. Obviously, they've managed a couple of wins. They've been typical Livingston, but they're not in a great run of form either, to be fair. As an angle for this match, I've no idea how we are 6-4 to four favourites. <laughs> <laughs> but Livingston, obviously, as we know, don't perform that great away from home. So it's not a match to be getting involved in the win-draw-win markets. But definitely angles here on the cards. Livingston leading the way in the card count. 3.17 yellow cards per game this season. Um, 19 yellow cards in their six games so far. St. Johnson not far behind at all, sitting in second in the league in the card count. Three cards a game. Uh, I think Livingston have had three or more cards in five of their six matches. And St. Johnston, 100% record, they've had two or more cards in all six games. I don't expect this to be a pretty match. I don't expect there to be many goals, but I'd expect there to be lots of fouls, lots of yellow cards, and um, 
lots of stoppages from the ref. <laughs> well, speaking of the ref, it is Graham Granger. Familiar with him at all? No, I'm not. No, it's his first SPFL match this season. Uh, he refereed eight last season, dishing out 28 yellows and two cards in that time. Uh, he's already sent off two in his seven games this season, so yeah, no shy of a card or two either, I don't think. Yeah, it's funny that it's his first game. You, you think they want to make sure they're, they're, they're applying the, the letters of the law. Should be doing that every game, Greg. He should, but there's a lot of laws to take place now, so every chance we'll see cards here. I think both sides also lead the um, the foul count. I'll thank Pine Bovel for this. Uh, let me send eight to eight fouls so far this season. The league high it's fourteen point six per game, and St Johnson's seventy six fouls per game. Not really a fan of team prop bets like fouls mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff, but um, interested to see how, how many fouls does happen in these games. I think Livingston are eleven to eight for fourteen or more um, fouls, and St Johnson are five to four to get fifteen. I'll be there on Saturday, so I might have a little game of um, foul bingo and just cheer every <laughs> cheer every foul. Take your wee your wee chat sheet and just mark them <laughs> off as, as they come in. But uh, yeah, yeah. One, one bet for me here. I think I think both sides to get two cards. It happens in most games, most weeks in the Premiership in Scotland. Obviously, we've got two prime candidates. Yeah. Again, it's one of those bets where you can't really find a case against it, even despite it being the ref's first Premiership match. But he's been showing cards in his other matches, so that, won't, that, that, that put us off too much. Yeah. But I think even money for both teams to get two cards. As I say, St Johnson, it's, it's happened for them in every match this season. They've got two cards. And Livingston aren't shy of a card too. So, yeah, two cards for each team, even money. Yeah, okay. And just on a similar vein, over four and a half cards is even money. But as you say, I think both teams to get two is just something that feels like it happens more often than not. Yeah, I, I think the, the line for over four and a half has got, got a great chance. I think there's every chance we'll see five or six cards in this game. But I think two each is, is good for me. Yeah. Okay, we'll recap the bets at the end of the podcast. Let's have a wee look at the Championship. And it was a wee bit of a kind of sliding doors moment last weekend. Greg, both the United and Wraith Rovers were sitting at 0-0 with about 20 minutes to go. In the end, Wraith Rovers conceded. They they lost uh, 1-0 at Airdrie. Dundee United scored very, very late on at Inverness. So it's now Dundee United who are back on top spot. Yeah, they'll be pleased with that. Massive win for them last week. Not so much for us. Obviously, we have that quandary of backing a team to score two and back them to win. I think this season so far, we've been backing both, which helps cover that situation. But we didn't back both last weekend. We backed United to score two. Mm. And that red card didn't help. So I won the win for United last week. A great three points, especially late on, which is good for them. Point clearing out the top. We'll speak about Wraith, obviously, in a minute. That was a big disappointment for them last week. We've, we've mm-hmm. said since the start of the season that games away to Airdrie will be very, very tough, but to, to go there and not score was really disappointing for them, and that really does derail their title challenge a little bit. United on top now, and the question is, do they leave that top place United this season? Yeah. Unlike, un- unlikely. They may do, but I think United will win this league, as we've always said. It's kind of a no-brainer for this one. Yeah. Same with Dundee and Kilmarnock the last two seasons, so I won't do on that too much. But yeah. they, made, they made heavy work of it, to be fair, both Dundee yeah. and Kilmarnock. Got the job done, and as we say, I think that's eight goals scored for United away from home now, none conceded. Mm-hmm. At home, they've struggled this season a little bit, United, just five points from their, from their three matches, two 1 0 draws. Again, not helped by a calamity defending against Morton and then a sending off straight after it. So they'll be looking for three points in this one against a Queen's Park side who are hemorrhaging goals. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now, you're speaking to Stuart Wilson at the start, well, end of last week, before Ayr's trip to Hamden to mm-hmm. play Queen's Park. And he was really big on, on Ayr, albeit on the Connors front. And I think he said to me that the way that uh, Veldman's got them set up, it's a, it's a high press, it's a high line they've got, a really high line. Any side with any pace or width are getting in behind and will have a field day. Cue a 5-2 win for the yeah, United. Yeah. They absolutely hammered. They, they, they destroyed Queen's Park last week. It was like a hot butter through knife. Yeah, four and a half knife, time, Hot it? knife through butter. And <laughs> they absolutely destroyed them. So I, I don't think he's going to change the way or his style or his philosophy. He's from the Ajax Coaching Academy. All about potential, possession, a high line. And that's not just in the basis of one game. They've conceded 13 goals in their last four matches, Queen's mm, Park. Yeah. Now, the only disappointment is Louis Moult is injured for this match, which is disappointing. He's by far United's best striker. He's probably the best striker in the league. He will score goals, but he's injured, so it'll be Tony Watt up front on his own, probably. It does put me off a little bit. I still fully expect United to win this match. At the start of the week, I was very keen on United goals, and I, and I thought the three to, the two to one on them to score three, just on the way that Queen's Park was set up, Dungeon United can exploit that. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Moult is injured, so I've left it. 8-15, to 15, I think they were 4-6 to six at the start of the week, or 4-7 to seven United to win this match. Uh, and I think they will do that. I think this is a whole banker for me. Yeah, it kind of feels like United drew a right good win at home as well, doesn't it? Yeah, they've, they've struggled at home, kind of huffed and puffed against Airdrie, and obviously two draws against Morton and against... Dunfermline. Dunfermline, so we'll, we'll see how they got on this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Dundee United eight to fifteen in that one. Wraith Rovers there are away to the aforementioned Air United. That was a massive win for Air United last week, wasn't it? They really needed that year. Yeah. They really needed that. Everything seemed to click and they'll be hoping they can kick on from that. A very tough game against Wraith. Eight to five for the home win, six to four for Wraith to win. I don't think I could back Wraith, to be honest with you, after last yeah. week. I think the six to four is is a bit short. But I think goals in this match appeals. Mm-hmm. I think air back in the goal run. Up until last week, Wraith have been really good mm-hmm. on the goal front, but I just think goals is probably the best angle here. 19 to 20 for over 2.5. Yeah, I mean, that putting five goals away last weekend, um, yeah, and I think they had four different goal scorers as well. So, as you say, potentially some goals in their team there. Um, the one story in the Championship, Greg, the only story this week has been the return after almost 30 years to Scottish football of Mr Duncan Ferguson. Indeed. Indeed. I think everyone was delighted to see he was announced the MVRS manager. I don't think he was even in the betting, was he? <laughs> no I remember idea. seeing his name. Just kind of came from nowhere. Just the usual name, just kind of Callum Davidson. Yeah. Um, other names were mentioned as well. But yeah, I think everyone loves Big Dunk. He's a, a likeable person, I think. I don't yeah. think anyone doesn't like him, really. Um, I well, guess for him... Jock Big Stay might have something to say about that. <laughs> Their best pals now, probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. But his time at Forest Green didn't end too well. No. So um, I'd like to see let, him do well here. Cover, let's just cover that for a second. They had 18 games in charge. They won one, drew three, lost 14. His win percentage was 5%, 5.5%. His <laughs> overall managerial record including games where he's temporarily taking charge of Everton, has seen him manage 23 games and win just two. Now, admittedly, when you're in there as a caretaker manager for Everton, likelihood is that the other manager, the, the manager is 
been sacked. So he's never going to walk into a team that's winning games. But no. his managerial record is awful. Absolutely I, awful. I think the Duncan Ferguson brand still held in quite high esteem yeah. as a as a player and potentially as a coach. So it's going to be fascinating to see how he, what he gets out of this Inverness side. Who I don't think have got the worst squads in the league by, by any stretch of the imagination. No. And I was looking at their results, Greg. I mean, although they've got, what, one point from their six games, but the last three games, they've lost goals in the 80th minute, the 87th minute, and the 93rd minute. Otherwise, yeah. they've picked up five more points than they've currently got. And I know games go on for 90 minutes and play, yeah. play the final whistle and stuff like that. But they're not getting hammered. You know, they're bottom of the table and they're winning games by the odd goal. So they're maybe, you know, they're maybe not that far off. Maybe just needing someone to come in and galvanise a squad and, and take them forward. Definitely needing a lift. And you'd imagine that's what he'll give them. Will the players play for him? You'd imagine they will. 21 to 10 at Arbroath, but I tell you what, he cannot be backing against Arbroath. They're absolutely no. flying at the moment. It's probably Four the wins worst. in a row. It's, it's the worst game. game you could have got. It really is. <laughs> Arbroath, you have to, you have to commend uh, Nick Campbell. Yeah. He was on a sugarly peg a little bit. Not in any way, shape or form of actually being sacked by Arbroath, but results were poor. Poor start to the League Cup campaign and, and have gone on this terrific run. Four wins in the spin, some fantastic performances, great wins, scoring goals. Last weekend, I don't think anyone gave them a chance at free scoring Thistle, the media darlings, who were royally hammered 3 at home yeah. from our both last week. So, yeah, not a match to be getting involved in. But, yeah, I'm really fascinated to see how um, this tenure pans out for Duncan Ferguson. I really like the 23-20 on our both, I must admit. I think it's going to be a hell of a job for Ferguson to go in and, and turn that round straight away, especially against, it's actually five wins in a row for a both, including the cup win against Inverness a few weeks ago when they beat them 4-2. And they're scoring for fun as well. 16 goals in those five games and only conceding three. So, yeah, I just quite liked that. I, thought 23, I, just, oh, I don't was, like backing against a, a side who's got a new manager. manager. Yeah, I get that. I get I that. I don't like it, but yeah, yeah. I think 23 20 for our both is very fair. Yeah. Uh, one of the other games, well, there's only two left that we've not touched on. Partick Thistle v Dunfermline. There was another two and a half goals in Thistle's game last weekend. Unfortunately, none of them were for <laughs> the Jags, uh, but it is 23 goals in the last six matches uh, where Partick Thistle are concerned. Uh, could we see goals again against Dunfermline? I don't know. I don't know. I think Dunfermline this season have been pretty compact. There's not been that many goals, I don't think. Mm. In- I might be wrong, but I can't recall many goals so far this season in Dunfermline's games. So it puts me off a little bit. And obviously that result last weekend. And bearing in mind, Dunfermline are above Thistle in the week. Yeah. Uh, Thistle have been getting a lot of plaudits recently. Probably more so because of that midweek, that Friday night match down the air. Yeah, but, on the telly. Yeah. yeah, on the telly. But Dunfermline are above them. So are both. So this is a massive game for Chris Doolan. He really needs to get a win here to keep in touch with the sides at the top of the league. I, I, it's a really tough game to call this one. I think if you're going to go for goals, that's that's fine. I don't think you can pick a winner. I think mm-hmm. this is a bit short for me at 19 to 20 after last week. Yeah, I think that's fair. Dunfermline, very very good start. You know, back into the championship. Um, yeah, so, yeah. done well, Dunfermline. Done really yeah. well. And obviously, David tipped them last week to to win, and they did uh, really convincingly. Yeah, uh, the last game in the championship is Morton at home to Airdrie. The only notes I've got in this one is just Airdrie three wins at home, three defeats away. <laughs> Next match, that's all you need to say. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we can be back at Airdrie away from home. We've said it week after week now. Airdrie are a completely different proposition at home. And this is a match where Morton 
but looking to get three points back in the board after a really difficult run of results for them. So, yeah, yeah I won't be touching this one. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, let's have a look at League One. Falkirk and Hamilton are seven points clear of the pack now, and we're, what, seven games in, something like that? And it's already looking like a two-horse race there, isn't it? Yeah, it is. For Falkirk to win their first six games, draw the other game, be on 19 points, they would have been thinking, oh, great, we must be four or five <laughs> points ahead. Um, yeah. and along come Hamilton, who have had exactly the same sort of season, six wins from seven, a draw in the other match, not scoring as many goals, but what a start for both sides and it's going to be um, close between these two I'm yeah. still thinking that Falkirk will edge it but at the moment it's there's nothing between the sides um, terrific start then you've got a kind of swath of clubs who will be looking for that last two promotion spots Montrose we've been bigging Montrose up recently they won yeah. for us last week been uh, doing well we've been on them the last two or three weeks at decent places and they're sitting third now Montrose um, which is really good for them given where they were two or three weeks ago I do like League One I think there's lots of goals in League One Edinburgh City getting their first points of the season um, to our dismay as they um, held Cove despite going down 1-0 came back to lead 2-1 uh, getting their first point on the board but still looks like it's going to be a very tricky campaign I think for Edinburgh City this season Yeah Um so you, you touched on Montrose there, the visitors to Falkirk this weekend. Falkirk a short price at four to eleven. Hamilton they host Annan Athletic. They're just three to ten to win uh, the Hamilton Falkirk double, which I would imagine Greg will probably come in most weeks in League One. Uh, pays just under four to five at Bet three six five. Might be able to get a wee bit of better price on that if you shop around. But I would say that would be quite popular this weekend. Yeah, I can see a lot of reloads on um, Friday night, <laughs> just because it's a Friday night match. But no, you, you Of course, expect, yeah, that's right. Yeah. You expect both those sides to win. Uh, I think the price is probably fair. I think Falkirk are a bit short at 4-11 against a really informed Rose side. Uh, I do think there'll be goals in this match uh, at Falkirk, but Hamilton, uh, a winning machine at the moment as well, 1-3 in that one. They'll be very popular on, on the Akers, that's for sure. Yep, uh, elsewhere in League One we've got KLTV, Queen of the South. Yeah, it's a match I've, I really like the look of. I think the bookies possibly got this one wrong. There's only one point between the sides, but dig a bit deeper. There's no question for me that Queen of the South have got a better a better squad. Mm-hmm. I will finish it, but well above Kelty come May. I think Marvin Bartley will know that kind of Falkirk and Hamilton are a level above the rest in terms of this league. But he'll be very much looking to finish third. And there's no reason why they can't. I'd be expecting Queen of the South to be up there with Montrose come May in terms of those playoff spots. It's been a tough couple of weeks for them, though. They've they played the top two. Yeah. But they've not disgraced themselves. Obviously, they lost narrowly at Falkirk 1-0 and lost 2-1 at home to Hamilton last week. But when you look at Kelty's recent performances, they were hammered 5-1 from Falkirk. They failed to beat Stirling Albion. They failed to beat Annan. And they failed to beat Cove. So I certainly wouldn't have Queen's, Queen of the South at 95 here as 95 outsiders. And I think the um, the price here is is wrong. Queen of the South have already beaten Edinburgh City and Cove on the road 2-1 to this. And they've scored two or more goals in seven consecutive games on the road. So I just think this one for me, Queen of the South to win at 95 is a, is a terrific price. And I think we're getting 11-8 to eight on Queen of the South to score two goals as well. 
Yeah, there's usually plenty of goals in Queen of the South games as well. I think all but one have gone over two and a half, and that was that one 0 defeat at Falkirk. So, yeah, I think you've just got more firepower, Queen of the South, haven't they? And as you say, once you dig a wee bit deeper into those defeats um, against Hamilton, against Falkirk, and give them cut them a wee bit of slack, I guess, can't you, for their current form? Yeah, playing two really informed sides that didn't disgrace themselves. I do think they've got a decent side, Queen of the South, and fully expect them to finish top four in yeah. the season. Um, any thoughts on the big live TV game, <laughs> Sterling Albion <laughs> v Cove Rangers, uh, half five Saturday night? I'm not sure how they select these games. Are they selected at the start of the season or are they selected yeah, month no by idea. month? But great for those two clubs to get a bit Absolutely. Of TV Brilliant. coverage. Yeah. Sterling Albion, you're, um, you've got a soft spot for. Absolutely. To tail off a little bit from their amazing start to the season. Uh, Cove, yeah. I'm sorry, what yeah, I was just going to say on Sterling, the three defeats have all come away from home, so I'm yep. kind of warm to the 5-4 to four on the winning Saturday. This is a massive game for Paul Hartley. Paul Hartley cannot afford to lose this game. He really cannot afford mm. to lose this game. After coming down from the Championship last season, to be sitting second bottom after seven games, 13 points off the top, you have to imagine the, the Cove... Rangers board will be thinking to themselves now I know he's got family ties and up there at <laughs> Cove but that's a dismal run yeah. a dismal season they've had so far Cove drawing 2-2 last week disappointing as well away to Whipping Boys in the city so uh, this is a tough game this one to call I, I totally respect still and Albion at home done really well at home this season I think we'll make see goals in this game Cove don't keep many clean sheets but they, they are scoring goals um, six points from seven games for Cove is just dire, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'll be having my Stalin Albion scarf on by half five on Saturday night. One of you knows. Okay, let's have a wee look into League Two. This time last week we were saying I think it was any one of six teams could have ended up top of the table last Saturday. As it happened, it was Stenhouse Muir who reached the top. They won 1 0 over Bonnie Rig. Uh, so they're currently top of the table, but it's just it's so bunched up in League Two. And I think from the outset, we've always said this league's just an absolute nightmare from a betting point of view. Yeah, it really is. I, I gave Deva Telling off a few weeks ago when he was um, backing Dumbarton away to Elgin. And my feedback to Div was you don't back sides away from home in League Two. Simple yeah. as that. So backing home sides, I'm, I'm, I can forgive that, but not away from home. <laughs> and I think yeah. there's a couple of shorter place favourites this weekend. I think Dumbarton 3-4 against Stranraer. We chose to avoid Stranraer last week at home, and I'm glad we did. They, they lost 2-0. Uh, I wasn't really that fussed for backing them, having lost 5-0 the week before. And 4 for weren't in the worst of shapes coming into that match, so I think 4 for won that one 2-0. Mm-hmm. Um, Stenhouse Muir will be very popular again, I'd imagine, this weekend. 4-6 to six against Clyde, who picked up a massive win uh, against Elgin last week. Yeah, really no big win for them. Uh, Chrissy Miller, ex-St. Johnson hero, he's now assistant manager there at Clyde. See what he can do. Um, Coaching-wise, really good three points for Clyde last week. And obviously, Peterhead, 4-6 at home to, to Elgin. Um, I've got an angle from the Peterhead-Elgin game, and that's something that I've shared in the channel. Yeah, I mean, just looking at the table, obviously Peterhead in second place, Elgin second bottom, but you know, there's just not a lot between these teams at all. Even at the bottom, that any one of what four teams could be bottom. Yes, uh, come very, very tight. And, and Saturday, so I think yeah. The fact that Peterhead have got Rory McAllister back, he hasn't scored yet. I'll add, 
I think he's mm. three appearances and hasn't scored yet, so I don't think he goes four games ever in his career without scoring <laughs> <laughs> at this level, and for Peterhead, so uh, we keep to see how this game pans out. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on that one. Uh, okay, I don't think there's much else in League 2 that we really fancy, is there? Uh, no, it's just a tough league. It's a really, really tough league. I think maybe as the season goes on, it might become a little bit easier. But yeah. a, a couple of golden rules, don't back sides away from home. Um, it's probably the main rule of backing League 2. And yeah. anybody, anybody can beat anybody on their day in this league. Yeah, I mean, even Stenhouse Muir against Clyde, 46. Do you know what? I'll tell you what, that is that would not be a surprise at all, having one last week for Clyde to go there and get a result. Yeah. That's how bonkers this league is. Indeed. Okay, I think that's just covered as much as we can this weekend. Uh, can you just give us a wee recap of the bets for the weekend? Yeah, so I'll have a couple of bets, extra bets on the channel uh, before the weekend. But at the moment, I'm backing Hibs to beat Dundee and Hibs to score two or more goals at 21 to 20. I'll have a bet from the Aberdeen Rangers match on the channel as well. And I'm also backing the St Johnson v Livingston game, uh, both sides to get two cards each. And that pays even money as as well. And into League One, I'm backing Queen of the South at a big nine to five away to Kelty Hearts, and also backing Queen of the South to score two or more goals at eleven to eight. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, don't forget, you can join Greg's private Telegram channel uh, where he posts tips daily. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Browning84Greg and you'll find out all the details there on how to get involved. Um, That's us for this week. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next weekend with another Scottish football podcast. In the meantime, best of luck with the bets this weekend. Cheers guys and all the best.